0: For something completely different.
1: Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Mm. Hello, and welcome to the start of your
2: weekend, and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Ali Shorten. And I'm Steffi Barnett. I'm glad you put my name in there because I always forget. Oh yeah! Uh, today on the show at the Witness, Matthew talks to Robert P. Bruce about the new production that tackles religious homophobia head on, and the Bristol Equality Dance. Norman is here live in the studio to talk about it,
1: or uh, today right here on Shout Out with Steffi Barnett.
2: Oh, well, Ez is here, then. <laughs> good evening. Looks Hello. that way. Yeah. Before we get into the show, there is some shocking news. What's that? Well... You lost your marbles? No, a pride the pride the Bristol Pride bus overtook me on the bus lane coming right. in. Yeah. Coming the other way was another one. There's there two. are two Pride buses in Bristol. Wow. Who, who wow. knew? Well, that's wow. good, isn't it? Yeah, very good. I didn't know that. Yeah.
3: That, that is so. good. So that's does good. that mean for
2: all this time
1: that we thought there was one, there's, like, actually been two?
2: Uh, don't think so. I think there was only one originally. Uh, yeah. Well, I, 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 I was, was shooketh. I nearly <laughs> drove off the road. So, I love it when you see
1: the fire engine go past as well, with with the, the, yeah. the prize stuff on the sign.
0: I was going to say that one was based down by me for a bit, um, down in Weston, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Yes, yeah. lovely. Sat at the bottom
3: of my road. <laughs> in other other news, it's my four year shout-out anniversary today. Uh, oh. yeah. I've aged forty years because <laughs> you know. <on>. <laughs> other than that, it's been a ride. Worryingly.
1: Well, what what are we this year? Wow.
4: What, uh, year 14, four wow. 14. Yeah. 14 Which
1: means shatter,
3: yeah? <laughs> yeah, all of lockdown. We got a bit of a, we've
1: got a decade on you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
3: I was, was going
0: to say Silverstrip, I've been on show with Stephless. Oh, yeah.
1: ah! <laughs> Stephless had been, you weren't right at the beginning, were you? weren't far behind. Yeah. You know? No, a few years yeah. in. Yeah, a few years mm. in. Ooh.
4: About four years. Three, you were desperate. Three or four years. <laughs> so she's, Times were hard. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: whoa, whoa. <laughs> 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 The fight is uh, on, Mr. Star.
0: Oh, so uh, the first show went out. I think it was it half half one half on five. Monday. Yeah. Um, ah, yes. yes. Yeah, part
1: of um, um, Steve's show wasn't it? Yes. Steve, Which is what they used Steve to do Peter back then, show. though. When when they had a new show, they would let him him drive so that you know the, the very f- experienced first, broadcaster, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's a, a very good friend of the show now, and he obviously um, big part of BCFM. A fairy and godmother, and although yeah. with, his,
4: <laughs> with his radio name Steve Satan, he's hardly a godmother. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and I.
3: Think thought that was his name until about mm, five months ago.
1: <laughs> so I think it was a retaliation, wasn't it? Oh, was it? That...
2: Yeah. Oh, that was what he used on Caroline. Yeah. No, no, when he um, was on Radio Caroline, he was known as Colin Muselybuck. He had, he oh, had, Colin. he did four shows with four different names when he was on <laughs> Caroline. He just swapped his name Brilliant, about. sounds and a bit like you now, doesn't it? it, and it? Like like me. Yes. What the amount of shows? Yeah, would <laughs> yeah, you have a different name on every one of your shows? No, well,
3: she has Steph, she has Steph her, <laughs> she has Stephanie Barnett, Radio DJ Extraordinaire, and then she has Stephanie Barnett. No. on
2: the plot but how, <laughs> how many cheese
0: does that boron have
2: Oh, a few. Three.
0: Three.
2: I mean, uh, you you know
1: the way, like, with Shout Out, you can actually, especially on a Friday, you can, like, tune in to Shout Out from about 10am, and if you change stations, you can listen to us almost the whole way through the day. We are networked You can also do the same with Steph, if you know (laughs) which which stations to tune into.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's not quite true, but... Nearly. You're not far behind Shout Out, let's face it. Well, my voice is on Shout Out all day Fridays, and Thursday evenings, and on Saturday, (laughs) then there's Saturday afternoon live the yeah. Monday See, morning H&H you. and then the Friday <sighs> <Monday>. <sighs> yeah. we, get, yeah. we should <laughs>
0: say these, most of these are on our, our, our home station BCFM and where else are they Steph
2: S.A.L. is on WAVE and Trans Radio UK and Medway
1: this is one I don't get Saturday afternoon live that you yes. pre-record on a Wednesday. <laughs> <All> oh, <our> secrets! <laughs> yes, yeah. that's
4: giving away secrets. It's like the magic circle. You don't actually reveal. Yeah. And you not going to have one train. of those,
1: like where, where you're when like, it's like, all like... happy and go lucky, and it turned up someone like passed away, and you're supposed to be a like, duller. Yeah, yeah, no, because well. we do
2: it. Well, we do it as life. But you're right. If somebody, d- if if you would have an emergency. Well, if a, d- a king it. or a queen pops, then yeah, we've had queens pop all the time. I, really? I guess <laughs> the stations would remove us. The yes. Queen's
0: pop all
3: the time.
2: <laughs> pop what pop a lovely luck. phrase. <laughs> I well, we got Queen so. Camilla
3: now.
0: Yeah.
4: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. next Queen Consort. Next month oh, we have no, uh, three bank holidays, don't we? Because oh, um, are we lucky? Oh, yeah. Charlie ascends to the throne. This is
1: the only only show of the year. Every single year, where we start the weekend.
4: It is. That is. Yes. yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Sure. Really cool. Good, so, uh, if, if you're tomorrow. listening listening live, uh, welcome to the weekend. Yes. If you're listening if you're tomorrow,
4: hang- happy hangover. <laughs> and have <lunch. laughs> <laughs> enjoy your hot cross but it's been a long time since I've had hot cross buns but uh, really,
2: uh, That's not what I like when well, my bun hot <laughs> <laughs> when do you uh, is there a, a law about e- how you eat your Easter egg or t- oh, I thought p- p- sorry hot cross buns, so I when, yes, when you is. eat your Easter egg is Sunday should, that should be
0: Easter Sunday yeah. onwards so happy
2: thing. Easter egg day to those listening on BSR 103.4 because it's Sunday now so, did you know yeah. the
1: hollow egg was invented here in Bristol by yes. fries is
3: that Cause they're cheapskates. Mm. That was, so that just is. take yeah, the so chocolate out; that. they won't notice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually, it was it was a
0: technique used uh, for blowing. They blew the chocolate into a mould to start with. Mm. Very Ooh, interesting oh, way of doing it. Oh, yeah. Chocolate blowing on But there
1: used to be something like six or eight different chocolate com- companies here in Bristol, yes. and they've all kind of yeah. like fizzled out over time. Yeah, Fry's yeah. Fri- is one of the most famous, but um, yeah. uh, Elizabeth uh, Shaw's
0: quite- was the was the longest uh, serving one that was just yeah. up here yeah. uh, in Green Bank, and that was up until 2006.
1: And of course, Cadbury's was not far away. Sadly, yeah, now American. Do
0: uh, and that, yeah. was, that was also the extension of the fries because yes. that was fries factory at Cainsham originally yeah, mm.
2: there yeah. Was I forgot um,
1: I forgot Andy was here I, I, I knew he'd know all this kind
2: and of it was Mondelez who now owns Campery who promised they'd keep the Somerdale factory open in Bristol <laughs> and closed it a week after they took it over yeah. yes Yes. Yeah. at
3: least they haven't oh, um, changed dear. the recipe in this country so, so, they, they have definitely they have in it. America they, they, they did in
2: it. the States
1: yeah, yeah. but not, anyway. not what
3: we were worried about yeah.
1: anyway well, this is
4: the chocolate show I'll be all the facts about chocolate
1: <laughs> uh, well, no, we're, we're now actually uh, going to hand over to Matthew, um, who's going to um, talk about... Um, um,
5: is it a theatre show, this one? It is. A
1: theatre show yeah, um, called Witness. Uh, The Witness. Oh, uh, have a listen to this. We're back in a minute.
5: Well, I'm joined by Robert P. Bruce and Joel Reese, who are involved in The Witness. It is a brand new play, a bold new play, developed uh, to look at whether LGBTQ plus identity can ever be compatible with strict religious beliefs. Rob and Joel, welcome to the show.
6: Thanks. Hey. Great. Thanks. Thanks
7: for having us.
5: Where did this idea come from to begin with?
7: Um, well, for me as the author, Robert, the um, the journey started really with with my husband who actually befriended Joel online. And then he started talking to me about this young guy he'd met who was struggling with his sexuality and had been expelled, what they call disfellowshipped, from the Jehovah's Witnesses and as he described what that meant i i just couldn't believe it i just didn't think that happened in this day and age um so he was a young man who would never be able to talk to his parents or his sister or or, or the friends he grew up with ever again that's very
5: interesting because we have we have actually on Shout Out talked about the the process of disfellowship, but just for people who are not aware of that and are listening to this cold, uh, can you kind of summarise it? I mean, it's a very traumatic experience, isn't it?
6: It is a traumatic experience, as I'm sure uh, many of your listeners would know if they've been through it. Um, and it is as harsh as it sounds as well. You do, you you lose everyone. So um, the Jehovah's Witness community is very much uh, a closed off community. So they like they like to encourage you to make only friends within the religious community and keep your association with people who are not of your religious community to a minimum. So when it comes to being disfellowshipped and losing all your friends and all your family, you are end up you you sorry you do end up with no one effectively because you've lived your life only associated with other Jehovah's Witnesses, so it's it's like being on another planet.
5: <laughs> Rob, the, the idea of actually creating, turning this into a story, where did that, that seed first come from?
7: One of the wonderful things was was Joel, having left The Witnesses, got really interested in acting because he'd never been able to do it before. And he joined up with a, a local theatre company here based in the South Wales Valleys, uh, Avant, Avant Theatre Company, and became really keen on on. Progressing is acting. Uh, so I said to him, look, it's very difficult to get roles. Why don't I write your story as a role for, for, for us to tell your story, but in a fictional way, in a way that will actually um, engage audiences m- and make them understand uh, what people who have to go through this uh, suffer? And I think from then it grew because we built in other elements of experience uh, from the gay community of people who suffered as a result of religious homophobia. So that really became the focus of the play, uh, but using Joel's true story as, as a basis for it.
5: Is there a risk that when you're developing something like this, that it could be seen as religion bashing? And how do you guard against that?
7: I think there was a temptation there. But I'd say two things, I think in my own journey, I've been distanced from the church for a long time. Uh, Like a lot of people in the gay community, I just saw religions as being anti-gay and therefore we didn't want to have anything to do with them. Um, And as I've gone through this process and, and building a network of supporters, Um, what you find is there's a a far more mixed picture. Yes, there are still people like the Witnesses who are very extremely homophobic, uh, but there's also a lot of people working in religious groups and churches who are gay or lesbian themselves or support LGBT involvement in the church. And so there's now a big uh, movement behind the inclusive church. So... I think it's no longer a black and white picture it is very contentious but what we're trying to do is not just take sides in that debate uh, but to paint the picture of how different lgbt people have been treated by different churches over the years and what that's meant for them and and let people draw their own conclusions from that you know rather rather than preaching this is how it should be
5: and that's the wonderful thing with theatre, isn't it? You can get you can get that dialogue going. It's a very powerful medium for doing that. I'm just interested because it you, you've kept it very topical, not least telling the story of, of the Disfellowship, but also the references, for example, to the 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 Disbury parish in in Manchester. And I just wondered what your motivation for that was.
7: I think the the story of Didsbury moved me very very emotionally, personally. I mean, I knew, you know, Joel had sent me links to uh, people who had actually been disfellowship from Jehovah's Witness and committed suicide. And that's not uncommon. But to come across this story of a young girl, 14-year-old girl in an Anglican parish church in Didsbury who took her own life in 2014 because she couldn't reconcile her sexuality with what she thought her church and her religion would think of her for being gay and it was an absolutely tragic event but to the credit of Didsby Church what they've done since then is to react to that and to transform themselves into what must be probably the most inclusive parish church in England and one of their vicars is actually going to come to our Thursday night performance and join our Q&A panel uh, to talk about the change that that church has been through.
5: It is, like you say, it's a very tragic story, um, but if something positive can come out for the benefit of others, and that does put a bit of a silver lining on that cloud, but it doesn't take away the fact that we've lost a human life.
7: And very often, yeah, that's the tip of the iceberg, because the suicides that we know about are, are only the ones that get exposure. But for everybody who actually takes their own life... There are many, many more who go through a lifetime of of mental health crisis and trauma and uh, so it's it's that hidden iceberg of suffering that we that we really want to expose and talk about as well
5: Joel, since you've gone through this disfellowship uh, process and, and where you are now doing this play, can I ask what is your faith at the moment uh, do you, what, what do you believe in if anything
6: um I've struggled with that a bit over the past few years um. Because I was I was raised in it, and I, I stopped believing in the Jehovah's Witness faith specifically around the age of twenty-seven, and I was brought up in it. So that was a long time to be um, believing in something, and then suddenly not believing in something. And for a long time, I've I've wrestled with the idea of of faith, but I don't know. I, I guess I would consider myself um, agnostic. I, I don't know if there's a god or not, but uh, I'm unsure of the god of the Bible.
5: Well, thank you, and I can I can tell and I appreciate that that's a, it's quite a tough thing to to wrestle with. And, and and my reason for asking is there will be at least one person listening to this who is going through a similar thought process who may be challenged, and and I'm wondering if there is any justice in, in the world it, it feels really harsh and I just wondered whether there was any words of hope you're you're working hard on the on this play you and Rob together what advice might you have for someone who's, who's just wrestling with those thoughts at the moment
6: when you start questioning your belief it's a really tough process to go through it it can be quite hard but at the same time it opens your eyes to the fact that there are good people outside of religion as well I, I thought that I could only be happy if I had religion but what I realised is that you can find happiness in the people that are surrounded, that are surrounding you. That's what's brought me comfort, that I've been a part of a community that's made me feel accepted.
5: So I guess what's coming out of that is that you're highlighting the importance of community and loving friendships and that, I gather, is integral to this play
7: yeah yeah very much so and i think one of the lessons comes out is we all need acceptance we we all need support nobody can can stand on their own now where you get that support um doesn't necessarily matter for some people they do find that in loving faith communities and if that works for them, that's great. Some people find it in, in the gay community with, with friends that they make. Um, some people, if they're lucky, may find it in, in their family and friends. But I think wherever wherever it comes from, we all need that acceptance of people who who just love and respect us for who we are without expecting us to change and you know in terms of the activism obviously what we hope is that that faiths will become more inclusive like the church in didsbury um and and will accept people uh, for who they are because there's so many people who've gone on on difficult journeys in the past Um, uh, some people will simply go into denial and that was my own history you know i was raised in the church of england in the the 1970s 1980s um nobody talked about sexuality or gay it was just a a taboo subject and and it wasn't even conceivable to me that i could be gay uh, so i spent the first sort of 27 years of my life in in denial um and uh, other people will go into alienation from the church uh, so my husband when he was 14 heard a very particularly uh, homophobic sermon and he just went home told his parents well i'm not going to church again and he never did uh, so he he became alienated from the church that way so we all have different responses to uh, the, the pressures that we're put under by this homophobia. Um, but what's important is, is that we find acceptance with with groups of friends and family who, who will love and support us.
5: So let's talk about The Witness. Uh, you're in production at the
7: moment. And um, the key thing is we didn't want to do this in a documentary style. We actually wanted to make it an engaging narrative. So it is a fictional story. It's based on two guys who wake up together in a morgue. One of them is an ex-Jehovah's Witness who's taken his own life because he was gay. The other is an older gay man uh, who's married and has uh, died prematurely of uh, COVID-19. Okay, very topical. And then the play basically takes the foot. They're trapped in this room. They can't get out. They have to work out why they're there. And more than that, they have to come to terms with each other. They then compare the different ways in which they've lived, their different views on life, religion, love. So it allows us to explore a number of these questions in a very engaging way for the audience.
5: I guess as a writer, having that sort of people trapped in a room is a really useful device to have. And it can, you can take it wherever you want, I suppose.
7: Uh, yes. And uh, bizarrely, if you want to know, it came from, to, I think the idea came to be from Family Guy. Uh, when there's an episode <laughs> where Brian Stewie become locked in the bank vault for 24 hours. And I, it's just an amazing show because they have conversations in that environment that they never would have had in any of the other episodes of the show, um, and I think that's what attracted me about the format. You've got these two guys here; they've got nothing. They've got no phones. They've got no internet. They've got uh, no, they've got no clothes. They're just wrapped in the sheets they were underneath, um, and it is like a bit of a pressure cooker. Uh, in terms of their emotions Mm. and and the things that they share Uh, so the performances will be
5: taking place uh, across three nights the 13th to the 15th of april it starts in taylor's town which is in the ronda on the 13th of april and then moves to swansea city center on the 14th and 15th of april this is an initial run i take it are you hoping to take it a little bit further
7: uh yes i think certainly if it's successful we we would hope to get this uh produced in other centers uh, obviously, funding is difficult for plays like this, but we were fortunate to get Arts Council funding for this this initial run. But I think if if the feedback is good, I think it's a message a lot more people need to hear. And we'd also be interested in potentially developing it for for uh, for film uh, or TV in some way as well, if that could spread the message wider.
5: So the play is called The Witness, and it takes place from the 13th to the 15th of April. If anyone wants to find out more information,
7: uh, Rob, do you have a website or somewhere where we can point people to? Uh, yes, the best thing is to go to the theatre website, so that's Avant Uh or you can just search for The Witness uh, Avant Theatre. And on Google, and that will come up with their web pages. So it's got more information about the play, dates, times, and links to getting the tickets.
5: So just do a web search for Avant Cymru, and you should find uh, the uh, the ticket information. The, uh, play, as I said, the play is called The Witness. We've been talking to Robert P. Bruce, the author of The Witness, and the actor Joel Reese, who is taking part in it alongside Glyn Morgan. Gentlemen, thank you very much for talking to us on shout out. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much.
0: Shout Out LGBT radio
1: for you The Shout Out Podcast Uh, That's Light Up the Night by The Trumpets Mm, Mm. Nice Nice nice. bit of Charleston Mm. I
3: love a good trumpet
1: Do you like a good what? Charleston? I
3: said no I like a good trumpet, I like a Charleston as well (laughs) and a crumpet (laughs) I like like to Charleston whilst (laughs) eating my crumpets with trumpets (laughs)
1: I get the impression we're all really winding down for the weekend. The way I don't know what gives
3: you that impression. I've <laughs> had three hours sleep. Other than that, I'm fine. I'm
2: fine, everyone.
3: I'm seven hours.
2: <laughs> <laughs> news is going to be uh, a bit
4: wired then. Yes. it always is, <laughs> Steph. Mm. It always is. We're hot on the news wire. I, I heard that. That's that's us. Us. Well, here we go.
3: This is Shout Out News on Thursday 6th of April.
4: LGBTQIA plus activists from across the political spectrum raised a glass to ecological activists last week after representatives from Extinction Rebellion and similar groups joined forces to conduct a public direct action against the offices of the Daily Mail. On the spectacularly transphobic Daily Telegraph. Paint was daubed over the front of the newspaper's offices and activists got inside to disrupt production on the papers. Extinction Rebellion said these media corporations are a crucial part of a deliberate disinformation campaign against action on climate change, just this week describing the scientific evidence of the latest IPCC report as hysterical. These newspapers have spent decades denying or ignoring the climate crisis, to ensure that business as usual keeps their profits up, but we will not stand by and allow them to continue with their corruption and lies, end quote. On LGBT plus message forums, one gay man wrote, I don't always agree with the radical action movement, but anything that disrupts and exposes the dangerous neo-fascist at the Mail and Telegraph is welcome. All people should support direct action against these papers, he said.
3: And here's the news that will be ignored by homophobes and moral might traditionalists because it contradicts their prejudices. Scientific studies show that LGBTQIA plus headed families are just as functional and in fact do better than cisgender heterosexual ones in key areas. Nicola Davies, science correspondent for The Guardian newspaper, reports that a new study backs up previous research concluding that a child's development has little to do with their parents' sexual orientation or gender identity. What's more, the research authors note our review found most family outcomes were similar between these two family types, and sexual minority families have even better outcomes in some domains, such as child psychological adjustment and child-parent relationships. The meta-study was published in the highly respected and balanced BMJ Journal of Global Health. Sexual minority parent groups showed higher levels of parent-child relationship quality, such as higher levels of warmth, greater amounts of interaction and more supportive behaviour when compared with the heterosexual parent groups, the researchers
4: wrote denmark's radio in copenhagen reports that demonstrations are continuing in many israeli cities comprising a broad coalition of progressive groups including lgbtq plus people with concerns about attempts by the new right-wing coalition to suppress the independence of the supreme court and remove rights from already beleaguered minority populations such as israeli arabs many people of the secular or left backgrounds in israel fear that the country is slipping towards authoritarian
3: the communist daily paper, The Morning Star, reports that a coalition of over 50 organisations has written to the education secretary urging them to remain firm in the face of false reports propagated in the right wing newspapers which claim that sex and relationships education is unnecessarily graphic. Signatories include the End of Violence Against Women Coalition, Refuge Women's Aid and Rape Crisis England and Wales. Education unions have also warned that the government review review into what is being taught could be damaging to sex education, branding it politically motivated.
4: Educator and activist Sheila Baylor writes for the top LGBT Plus Newswire Pink News about the decision by World Athletics to bar trans women from competing in the women's category at top-level events. Now, even Lord Coe has noted that there are no trans women at a competitive athletic level in the UK. Sheila goes much further, noting, If protecting women's sports were truly paramount, then where are the hundreds of bills addressing the rampant sexual assault, unequal pay, misogynistic Bullying, the lack of financial access, racism, or other clearly documented barriers to participation in girls' and women's sports. They go on excluding trans women demands policing the entire women's category, and it will mean measuring every woman's body against a manufactured prototype of what womanhood is deemed woman enough by systems of power namely the patriarchy in white supremacy so women considered too masculine because of how they look or how their bodies perform are already at risk of heightened scrutiny and discrimination and trans athlete bans will exacerbate this black women in particular are disproportionately affected due to misogynoir think serena williams simone biles sharkari curry richardson and the list goes on they said
3: And finally, this is an important week for many LGBTQI plus people of faith. We are into the third week of Ramadan, the most holy month of the Islamic calendar. In addition, tonight marks the start of Passover, a seven-day Jewish festival, which commemorates the Jewish people's exodus from Egypt during the ancient period. And it is Easter week in Christianity, which marks the crucifixion of Jesus of Nazareth, whom most Christians consider to have been the son of God. Many historians note that Easter may be related to an earlier northern European pagan festival called Astara and indeed many pagan groups will also be marking this weekend in the UK and Ireland Friday and Monday are Easter bank holidays and many LGBTQI plus venues will be putting on special events however you intend to enjoy yourselves please be careful and considerate.
4: That's it for this week's news we're updating our website now so go and visit us at shoutoutradio.lgbt
3: For Shoutout News this has been Ezra
5: Peregrine and Terry Starr Shout Out News National and International LGBT News For you
1: Shout Out
0: LGBT Radio For you The Shout Out Podcast Uh,
1: Mr Probs That's it's called waves. Is that Shaw sure Marie? A problem. One.
2: Well, is that, Steves?
3: <laughs> what, Steves a problem? Steves. Yes, she is.
4: <laughs> oh no, no, no,
1: no! We
2: not <laughs> have that. It's my turn in the barrel tonight, obviously. Apparently
1: yes. so. Mr. It, I love the way I love the
2: way everyone was kind of like bobbing along. Oh, we were, about, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, absolutely. Oh, we this is rock. a
2: slow. This is beach music, isn't it? Bit chilled, chill out, yeah. yeah. Bucket so, I don't know what made me pick it. I just. I don't yeah, either. But it
3: got it got me wanting to dance. Hey, yeah. talking
1: of dance. Yeah. Oh, 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 <laughs> you stole my lead. That was what I was trying to do. That's like. a good segue. You are like a pro. It. Like it.
2: Rug from under his feet. <laughs> I'm here a week. Go, it is. carry on.
3: Oh sorry, so I we, introduce our guest. <laughs> I would uh, I would have the, the pleasure of doing so. So tonight we have Norma talking to us about in fact you know what, Norma, take it away. You tell us why oh, we have no. the pleasure.
1: <laughs> You've been doing this too long, haven't you? <laughs> well we're, no, go on, Norma, tell we're us.
3: talking about celebrating a quality dance with Jackie's jukebox.
1: So, yeah. so, so a very warm welcome to the show yes. to you. Thank it's you it's very lovely much. to have you here, so
8: it's lovely to be here. thanks
1: for the invite (laughs) so Uh, i do take it you're here because you you love dancing
8: well exactly i don't need to be persuaded about the benefits of dancing um i've sort of done it all my life but there have been sort of some downsides to it as well so socially i think certainly in the old days it was a very um prohibitive kind of culture if you were Mm. gay so you would very rarely see two men dancing together for example um you might see more women dancing together because you had like during the wartime and everything, there was, it was actually quite a, a normal thing to see women dancing together but there wasn't really any um, culture that supported LGBTQ Not rights probably until
1: that. until like the the, the the born of gay clubs I guess, for want of a phrase, I mean we call them gay clubs, they were LGBT clubs by
8: today's standards
1: but yeah
8: and I think with with the sort of partner dancing so things like the ballroom and latin and salsa dancing I think that has um that has had a kind of lgbt kind of culture for quite a long time but not so much in Bristol so I think people in London maybe where there's more people Mm. there have been lgbt clubs there for many years so Jackie's jukebox um Jackie Logan is a dj who's Works with uh, Ralph Schiller at the Pink Jukebox. So that's a very well established um, gay ballroom and Latin dance club in London. And they do all kinds of things. Uh, and Jackie was awarded a British Empire Medal for her services wow. to same sex dancing. Wow. Nice. So, yeah, so we we're absolutely delighted because we yeah. we're trying to get a date with Jackie for her to come and do a pop up jukebox in Bristol. And she's actually coming to do it on the. Um, let me get this right the 18th of june that's oh, the wrong yeah. date yeah so it's coming up quite soon so it's a sunday
1: afternoon <laughs>
2: that is, that, the way time is going it's so really fun. Fun. yeah, yeah so. it's
8: in a nice central venue so anyone who's a little bit further away you know you don't have to sort of um be resident in bristol even to access it so there's good trains and everything and it's mm. daytime activity so it'll be really fun
1: so you're from Bristol Equality Dance. Is yeah. Is it a, is it a club I can come and join, or is it just the odd meetup, or is it? No,
8: it's a club. So we run, we do a regular class every Wednesday in the Fishponds area, um, and we do, we just try and do lots of kind of events and social things because the the benefits of dancing are just beyond kind of the physical exercise and the fitness and the kind of s- s- learning a skill. All that's Really, there, and you can take that to any kind of level that you want. So there's now kind of quite well-established same-sex dance competitions, um, holidays. You know, there's loads of stuff that you can be involved with. So I'm just trying to sort of promote that scene really in Bristol. Oh, um, do I
1: need to bring a dance partner? Or can no, I come on my own.
8: You can you can come on your own. So we f- we frequently change partners within the classes. Um, because we don't think that people should be necessarily all the time dancing with a fixed partner because that's not very inclusive of people who are on their own. Also, I think from from a dance point of view, it's quite useful to dance with different people. You just get used to different bodies and you get used to sort of, you get a broader kind of skill set. But also the more social side of it is really about changing partners. And also people can choose whether they lead or follow. So we don't follow any convention of males and females because even in sort of mainstream dance cultures you know things have changed a lot we've had same-sex couples on Strictly you would think that you know everything's kind of hunky-dory but there are still some problems where people don't always feel welcome um, and even when teachers and promoters are, are welcoming there are still some conventions there about the language that they use to describe a dance pair so they'll often use quite gendered language mm. quite heteronormative language mm. so we just sort of don't use any of that we just promote the idea that everybody is welcome it's a space for everyone anybody can lead or follow um, and we particularly want to encourage men to come because that's i think an area where it's easier for women to kind of be part of dance cultures and for women to dance with each other without necessarily being out or being open mm. um, but i think it's it still raises a few eyebrows when you get men dancing together in certain okay, kind of okay but now, uh, if clearly
1: you, not, not. not uh, if, if they come and
2: join you obviously obviously yeah. Not. Yeah. In our, that's what
8: we're for and that's why we're yeah. there really yeah
2: now if you've got two left feet and can yeah. dance like myself would i still be okay coming do do, do i get given the basics
8: yeah so we teach it right from the very beginning so there's no assumptions made about people having any dance experience mm-hmm. uh, we have a beginner's class that takes you right from the beginning we do some as well as doing like the traditional sort of latin and ballroom dances like the cha-cha-cha and the quick start and the tango and a bit of salsa we do some line dancing as well because that's really popular so you haven't got the stress of having to sort of learn to dance with a partner while you're still Mm -hmm. trying to learn the steps Mm -hmm. and we try and keep them quite simple so that you know a typical evening we'll have we'll do maybe we'll focus on one ballroom dance one latin dance and then a line dance. And we'll divide the evening up into a beginner's class and an improvers class. And we'd put our improvers class on first to encourage our more experienced dancers to stay on and help with the beginners and also just make it more of a social evening.
2: Line dancing has lasted a long time, hasn't it? Well, I think yeah. they all it have, just haven't they? Yeah. going. Ballroom and dancing
1: and that kind of stuff's been around but for... But when
2: line dancing arrived in this country from the States, everyone said, oh, it's a fad, that's not going to take yes. it. Yeah. And, well, that fad is still here. It <laughs> yeah. certainly
8: is, and they're inventing new ones all the time. Yeah. And the styles have changed as well. So the sort of line dances that we do are more based on the kind of Latin and ballroom steps. Oh, okay. So you're learning... Okay. So it's not like country and Western line dancing. It is Can you quite still different. dress up
2: as a cowboy and cowgirl or a there's non-binary?
8: A, you <laughs> can dress up... There's a very big dressing-up culture <laughs> <laughs> in it, as is you there? can probably okay. imagine. Yes. Yeah, some, uh, some of the dance holidays that uh, are available for LGBT people and their friends... Mm. Um, it's nearly all about dressing up, to be honest. Sounds
3: <laughs> like <laughs> such a huge amount of fun is going it is. to be
8: had it it really a lot does. of fun. So I guess it's
1: some of the soul, because you were talking about whether you lead or follow. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm guessing, especially when you're same sex and you mix it up doesn't mean you end up having to learn some of them twice learn how to do it as the leader and learn how to do it as the follower Mm,
8: yes you might do that if you choose to do that no one's saying you have to do that you can Mm. choose to be in one role but if you're a female it doesn't necessarily follow that you're going to be a follower and if you're a male it doesn't necessarily follow that you're going to be some of the females I know that's certainly (laughs) certainly true (laughs) say nothing <laughs> <laughs> so
1: well, listen it, it, it sounds um, brilliant Wait, when's the next one is it this uh, uh, week, we, on wednesday
8: uh, it's a week on wednesday so we've got a week off for easter and then we start again doing some swing dance um and a little bit of waltz and so a nice line dance so that's and we run it in six week blocks so that we change the focus of the dance every six weeks so that mm. if you want to learn a particular dance you can kind of concentrate mm. on that
2: and there's nothing stopping anybody who lives out of town. Say um, uh, Swansea, Cardiff. Yeah, well, the, well, the, the reason
8: the tea dance, particularly, we've put that on a Sunday afternoon mm. because we had so many people saying they wanted to come, but they live just a bit further <coughs> out and mm. they can't get to an evening class in Bristol if they live, say, Western Supermare or yeah. transport's not that easy if you haven't got a car. Mm. Um, so we really wanted to do this just to make it. A bit more accessible I mean, little bit
1: far from medway but you
2: know For, yeah if you're listening in kent you might want <laughs> so to
8: we have got a number of people coming from london because we're oh. part of the uk equality dance council which have very generously uh, agreed to sponsor this event so that exists to kind of connect people to kind of empower dancers whether they're um within the lgbt scene or whether it's lgbt dancers going into the mainstream it's all about kind of empowerment and also influence and educate dance teachers and dance clubs around the country um so our ideals are obviously very aligned with theirs um cool
1: well before we leave you obviously you've got a week off this coming wednesday and then you're back to it if people want to come along and, and like have you got a website or something how, how do they yeah they get can find touch?
8: us on the website so it's just www.bristolequalitydance.co.uk.
1: Cool, brilliant. And
8: on Facebook, we are just Bristol Equality Dance.
1: Cool. Well, listen, it's been lovely talking to you about it. Yeah. And um, um, we hope the events go well as well. Yeah, and, um, we were,
8: there are just two other events I was going to mention. So we've got our Pride fundraiser on the 7th of June.
2: Ooh, not to be missed. Not to be missed. And yeah. that's
8: going to be our in our local venue on a Wednesday evening. And we're very grateful to Pride because they're also sponsoring Wonderful. our tea dance on the 18th. Um, so thank you very much for that. And also we have got a slot on the Pride Festival stage, on the dance stage. So anyone who wants to come Ooh. and join us and have a little bit of yeah. a,
2: okay. you know,
8: sounds fab. A yeah. bit of fun on the, it'll be in the um, so much happening. A Lot happening. Wonderful. Cool. Well,
1: listen, Norman, it's been lovely talking to you. Um, thank you very much for coming in, talking to us about it. So we'll have to send there's come have a dance and the like. Oh yeah. yeah. Enjoy that, wouldn't
2: you? Absolutely.
1: Anyway, uh, stay with us. You'll listen to Shout Out back in a minute.
0: The Shout Out podcast.
5: For more information about Shout Out Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shout out. LGBT Radio for
4: you. So there you go. Ooh, a bit After, of dancing uh,
1: yeah yes. oh sorry that was Behind Bars by the way the name mm. of that song I always give it the name of the song that's by The Wanted
2: mm. Mm. I think we ought to mention the Equalities Commission this week mm. with their statement um, about uh, trans issues quite appalling mm. I was shocked um, yes in fact uh, is this was... the one uh, how, how do you pronounce that? Is it Kemi or not? Can I be bad or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she
1: asked she's a, the uh, she's equalities. our supposed um, Equalities <laughs> commissioner. <isn't she? laughs> yeah,
2: well, she asked the, the commission to write a letter about what what um, gender was, and so they all obviously reverted to to sex. Mm-hmm. So um, there has been a meeting between um, the EHCR and uh, the the LGBTQ community. One of them in, being an EHRC. MP, HRC. yeah, sorry. Um, one of them being an MP, um, which seems to have gone very well. They seem to be very embarrassed because they're completely U turned on what their their um, equality was about trans women, particularly, um, and it was all to protect the community. But what they um, said that they were thinking of doing is taking away even those trans women and trans men who've got a gender recognition certificate um, and that means their driving licence pass, uh, passports all revert back to their um, gendered birth, uh, birth gender This is the government Yes, this is the sex.
1: Government. yeah, yeah sex I, no, I was going to because this is a question that, that came up and you know I mean I, I know You can sometimes get to a point where you do things so politically correct, it becomes quite extreme. But there's also an element of making sure you say the right thing, and if people don't ask the questions you don't know, and we've always said, you know, never be afraid to ask. And one of the things that I've been asked a few times I didn't know the answer to is how you're supposed to actually refer to the the gender at birth because they call it biological sex, sex. assigned sex. at birth A sex yes. assigned at birth
2: yeah it yeah. is not it gender is.
3: so you have afab and amab uh, assigned female at birth assigned male at birth um, and people will use that to explain that they are different to what the doctor said they were mm. that their gender does not align with their that with, with, with their sex at birth. So, yeah,
2: sex at birth so.
1: and is that what they would class as biological your your biological sex the one i mean that's because i I thought that that would be what you are
0: ah that's that's there's there's a difference so on when you are born you have you have three you have technically three options on a birth registration so you have male you have female and you have intersex Mm -hmm. is what you can be oh and that's what the official ones are but that's that's what you're classified as when you are born that's how you're All your numbers and everything else is issued at birth.
1: I guess my question is more: is is the terminology right? Because as far as I'm concerned, Steph, you're biologically female, so your biological sex is female.
0: No,
2: my gender is female. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So this is where the question went. You see, My biological sex is Hmm. is male. I was male at birth. Okay. But
3: but I mean that's just still that's a very big conversation in and of itself. Well really. you can see why the
2: question well, comes
0: was... up,
1: can't you? Mm. you know? So so the, the Because reason... as far as I'm concerned, Steph's always been female.
3: Yes. And she, and she has.
1: Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah, to all intents and purposes, I I had gender dysphoria that I knew about from four years old. So. That pretty much nails it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, know. it does.
0: So the only time medically there are, there are different caveats is because of body shape, body size, and certain things where... I know, mate. I need to lose some weight. So i running it in, And the genitals. Right? <laughs> but well, what I was going say... <laughs> Which is actually, what the government are so fixated Well, the, there's, yeah. there's the fixation of that, but actually in... Your biology, after you've transitioned, there are still certain markers like bone density and things yes. like that that don't change. Right. And so, from a pathological point of view, there are certain instances where you want, where you would have different result ranges for someone who is um, born as a male sex but their gender is no female. Mm. Yes. So there are different sexual ranges sorry. It also depends when you transition. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That wasn't my question. my
1: question. My yeah. question was sorry. more about the ter- terminology yeah. than, you know because you know I I would I would say because you were always female you're biologically female it was just mm. you know the body was wrong. It was But then I suppose That's biological, And and this is It was a question That a friend asked I'm sorry The
2: important bits
4: (laughs) The good news uh, uh, Gendered intelligence Lovely haircut Yeah we know Thanks Gendered intelligence Did say Although the EH, uh, uh, EHCRC I beg your pardon has written equality to the equality
1: and human rights commission, commission for those has, you
4: has written to the government saying you know this is the, uh, the understanding under the equality act of what gender and sex both mean uh, gender intelligence said they've just written a, an advisory that's all it is it doesn't necessarily mean yep. the government will try and force it through although they might if they go for a scorched earth policy of trying to get loads of very reactionary legislation through yep. before you know the next mm. general election which well, I you don't know, understand not doing well this is how
2: they feel that 0.02 percent of the population in this country is going to be an issue because it's, it's, so far yeah, it hasn't it's, been. It's exactly when you it, look yeah, at yeah, the when you look at the safe spaces in Scotland, they've been running for five, uh, 15 years to protect women who are being abused by men. They've always accepted trans women as yes. women. Yes, they hasn't had been an issue. No.
4: no, neither has the Netherlands. Neither has the Republic of Ireland, no. North yes. and, and Spain. Uh, Denmark
2: and, yeah. And, yeah, there's just so many examples yeah. out there. It is crazy. The but way there, this there seems to be this
1: massive like hookup that um being lgbt plus is all to do with sex yes and anyone under 18
2: must be really and protected from it and it's yeah. all perverse yes. and you're like well you look know, at this at least we haven't gone as far as the states yet and some of the states um, yeah. like kansas where yet. the um, parents are being seen as abusers if they're helping their trans child mm. I mean, and
3: people are moving out of texas yeah people with trans kids yeah. and trans people are yeah. moving well out yesterday of texas, leaving there's a lot of trans women thinking, thinking about leaving
2: this country mm.
1: Well, yeah, well you I know i, I mean th- yeah. this this country has dropped down significantly in in its freedoms um yes. i forget what it is but there's there is a famous the human right yeah uh, quality list index, and, yeah. and, and yeah. the uk is really down low now because yeah. you're not even allowed to protest now they're, they're i don't feel illegal. happy
3: here anymore and no. i never no. thought i'd say that but no, uh, no that,
1: I, I won't lie. I, I i'm i i'm quite often when i talk to friends who live outside the uk i'm ashamed to be
4: English. Oh, that's British. exactly
3: what I said yesterday. No, Absolutely. No. We do have some other um, LGBTQI plus news. Which Don't is positive. Yes, you've got it nine is, seconds.
4: is <laughs> a sexuality awareness day, according yeah. to my wonderful yes. LGBT plus calendar on the wall. So... Happy, Happy asexuality you. awareness. Day. Yes, that's Sorry, that probably you... deserved more than I'd say. That was all we that had. So, anyway,
1: that's it for another week. As always, as you time. can catch our show um, uh,
2: along with uh, all the previous ones, going back many years online. Indeed, all our shows are available on good podcast services as well as on our website, shoutoutradio.lgbt. Uh, next
1: week, it's all about the slapstick uh, mm. from myself, from Terry, from Ayers, from Andy, and the lovely Steph Fafur. Say bye, Fafur, everyone.
7: Bye!
8: Shout out. LGBT radio for you.